Welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you're ready today because, boy, do I have a word for you. It's called a mighty wind. I'm talking about this violent wind that happened in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. And when Jesus ascended to heaven and what it meant when he said that he would give us a comforter. And the last time I spoke, I spoke about the the first rain, but today I'm going to talk about the most second, most dangerous day for Satan and all his fallen angels it was the day of Pentecost. Because let me tell you something. This is a day that where God would be everywhere. See, when Jesus came, he was only sent for the lost sheep of Israel. But when the Holy Spirit descended on this 120 in this upper room, they were going to transform the world. Just like this podcast. It goes all around the world. It's just, that's what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's done. God is everywhere. Even in places where they don't want God to be at, He's there. That's why we got to pray continually for the persecuted church. Because there's a persecuted church where people can't call out Jesus' name freely. And we got to pray for those who persecute the church. That they become believers. That they don't die and perish without knowing who the Savior is. So I hope that you're excited today because I'm excited to talk about Pentecost. The day when the Holy Spirit came. The second time that Satan was devastated. The first time was in the first rain when the flood came and God wiped away mankind. But he's, but Noah found grace with God. Boy, I got a word for you today. Hope that you're ready because I'm excited to talk about God and his goodness and all the plans that he has for you. You know, he has a good plan for you, a plan to just to prosper you. In other words, not to harm you. He has a plan to love on you, to dote on you, to to lift you up out of your pit. Wherever you feel discouraged, he wants to work in your life. He wants to turn around those dark places where you feel discouraged at. But I want to tell you this, and you know how we do it. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Like I said, we're a family. You're not alone. It's a, it's a family podcast. In other words, we're in this together. We're praying for one another. We're believing for one another that God is going to do something, that God is going to step in and change people's lives and change people's hearts and create in them a, uh, the right spirit, the right mind to serve him and worship him. I want you to get happy. I want you to get excited because God is up to something good all the time, not some of the time, all the time. God is up to something good. So if you're struggling today, I want you to know that you're not forsaken. You're not forgotten. You know, one of my favorite scriptures found in Joshua chapter one, God said, I would never leave you, know, forsake you in your hour and time of need that He's going to be there with you. And then Isaiah said, he's going to be with you in the fire, flood, and the storm. That he's not going to let you just be out there alone. Let you carry all this heavy weight on you without helping you out. That's the type of God that you serve. A God of love and compassion and mercy. I'm so excited to talk about Pentecost. You know, because sometimes we just don't realize just how God has set us up to win. He hasn't set us up to fail. He set us up to win. You know, he, he, he had a plan. In other words, Jesus came so that we would be able to be saved, that we would have the right to be able to be children of God. You know, in other words, that we are no longer orphans. You know, 
We are we're part of a family, like the you're alone family. You're part of a family. You're a family full of love and, and people praying for you and believing that God would step in and take your circumstances and, and, re, and renew you and renew your world and give you just that unexpected hope in a dark time. I know it's, we're still dealing with COVID and people concerned about face masks. People don't want to go to work. People afraid. But let me tell you something. God is still working miracles in the earth. Did you know that? That God is still working miracles in the earth. You know, I want to talk about Pentecost to y'all. This is a Christian holiday, Pentecost, which is celebrate the 50th day of the seventh Sunday from Easter Sunday. It commemorates the, des the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and the other followers of Jesus Christ while they were in Jerusalem, Jerusalem celebrating the Feast of Weeks as described in Acts. So, they were celebrating, but you know, Jesus, when he talked to his disciples, he, he started telling them about this comforter, this Holy Spirit who was going to come and, and he was going to help them, in other words, and that they would do uh, more great things than he did because he was only sent for the lost sheep of Israel. I want you to know that, but when the Holy Spirit came, that all God would be everywhere, just like this podcast is everywhere throughout the world. And like I said, uh, it, like I started in 2020, I want to just thank the people in the places where people listen to the podcast. I want to thank you for, you know, listening to what God has placed in my heart to share. And, I, you know, I thank you for your faithfulness and commitment to listen, you know, to take the time out, you know, to hear what God has to say. You know, it's a blessing to know that, you know, th that people are receiving the word of God. You know, and it's a blessing to me to know that God is speaking to us in this time of season. You know, it's, it's also an amazing time for us. I'm talking about we don't know what's getting ready to happen, but God's up to great things. Uh, I want to talk about this thing called universal prayer. In other words, uh, you know, I'm believing that, you know, that all the nations will get together and have a universal day of prayer for the, for the country and for the world. You know, I want, and, and when I was just thinking about this, you know, that we can just come together and just pray on a certain day. So this is, you know, I know that in America we have a national day of prayer, but I want the year alone family know that we're gonna have a day of prayer. And our day of prayer is going to be March the 19th. It's gonna be our day of prayer. March the 19th for this podcast to go around the world that we're gonna have a, a universal prayer. So if you have any prayer requests, please send them in. So on March the 19th, that we can celebrate and pray as a family for our world. I'd like to take, thank the people in Illinois who listen to the podcast, the people in South Carolina, New York, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and California, and for the country of Spain and Russia, Iran, United Kingdom, Canada, Canada and Belgium, I thank you for your support. I'm praying that God would bless you. And like I said, I got a word for you. This uh mighty wind but before we start you know how we like to do it whatever's on your heart minds on god's heart mind but we open up in prayer i'll be reading from the niv today talking about this day of pentecost this powerful day where god what god show up the holy spirit show up and he falls on these people in his upper room and that these people are going to go out and they're going to change the entire world they're going to change hearts and minds they're going to just change the world Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, God, I just thank you for today. 
I thank you, Father, for this moment to be able to share with your people your word about the day of Pentecost, about the day of this violent wind, this mighty wind that fell on these people that you were going to use to shape the whole world to believe in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross and that he rose again. Father, I cry, Father, for the poor. I cry, Father, for the widows. I cry, Father, for the orphans. I cry, Father, for the people who are homeless who need a place to stay. Father, I cry, Father, because uh, people need you, people in the hospital, people that are incarcerated. Father, the person, you know, who's just so bogged down, don't know what to do, don't know how they're going to feed their family and pay their rent, God. I ask you to be with these people in their struggles, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Yeshua, I just thank you, Father. Oh, Father, I just want to praise you. I just want to glorify and magnify you, Father, with my life, God. I give you my life for the rest of my life to, to serve you, Father. Father, I just pray for your people today, Father, that you would do exceedingly abundantly for them, Father, that you would give them a hope of expectation as well. Thank you, Father, for this moment. In this time, in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, I hope that you're excited because I'm excited to talk about God. You know, I'm too excited to talk about Pentecost, talk about the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, when Jesus was on earth, he, he, he declared a lot of things to his disciples. First, he declared, declared that he was going to die and he was going to rise again. Then he started saying, hey, I'm not going to leave you just because I leave here, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to comfort to come, come be with you. In other words, that he's going to teach you. He's going to show you all the things that you that you need to know. He's going to be with you. You're not going to be alone. See, that's the promise of God. That's the promise of the podcast, that you're not alone. Even if you feel alone, you're not alone. Because guess what? There's someone thinking about you on this earth, and that's me. I'm asking God to bless you all. See what I'm saying? In other words, I don't have to know your name. I don't need to know your address. I just need to know, hey, God, bless them. Listen, change their world, God. Give them hope. See, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I'm talking to God about. So I just want to let you know this, that God loves you with an everlasting love. He says it. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire separate and came to rest on each of them did you hear that that's what we're getting ready to talk about i'm gonna read it again when the day of pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like it, the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire separated and came to rest on each of them. See, I want to let you know what this represents so you know that the Holy Spirit was assigned to everyone. Everyone saw a tongue. Descended on everyone. No one was set apart. 
they all received the same thing at the same time. They received the Holy Spirit at the same time. They, they all received at the same time. They saw tongues, a fire falling on everyone. The symbol of Pentecost are those of the Holy Spirit and include the flames and wind, the breath of God and a dove. These are the symbols. Pentecost symbol. The symbols of Pentecost are those of the Holy Spirit and include flames, wind, the breath of God, and a dove. Understand this. God loves you. He ain't leave you here by yourself. That's why I want all y'all to start speaking to the Holy Spirit. Asking him to intervene. Asking him to be with you. Asking him to show you what you need to know. Ask him to help you get the victory in your life. Ask him to help you to pray, pray for you when you don't know what to pray. Ask him to give you wisdom. That's what I want you to know about the day of Pentecost and what the Holy Spirit represents. Now we're gonna, I'm reading from the NIV, right? And I'm reading from Acts chapter two. And I'm supposed to dive into it. Let's just dive into the word and see what we can come up together with. And remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. Even if you feel alone, if you feel beat down, stressed down, you're not alone. God is with you. He would never leave you nor forsake you. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Did you hear that? As the Spirit enabled them. They began to speak in other tongues. And this meant these people were speaking in languages that they didn't know. They were glorifying and magnifying God. I want you to know there's something in the praise when you praise God. There's something when you praise God. And when you, when, when God is being praised, it's when God unlocks the windows of heaven and he comes into your world. He steps into your world. See, when you see God bigger than your problem, then guess what? God can move. One of the problems in the book of Numbers was that when the 12 spies came back, 10 gave a negative report. And so the people began to lose heart in God. They began to murmur and complain that God couldn't do it, that God seemed to have lied to them. And so what the enemy does to any believer, he wants you to wrestle with the fact that if God loved you, these things wouldn't be happening to you. But when we take time to read the Bible and read God's word, we will find out that God is with you in the celebration. He's with you in the difficult times. He doesn't tell you that, hey, Danny, today you ain't going to have no problem. He doesn't say that to me. 
But if I do have a problem, that means I can call on his name. But not only can I call on his name, but because of Pentecost and because the Holy Spirit is here, I can talk to the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, even though he's in heaven, yes, and the disciples had Jesus on earth, but he sent the Holy Spirit for all mankind, for me and you. While we were me born, the Holy Spirit was sent here. So when we did come out and we did grow, and then once we learned about God, we have the power to call on the Holy Spirit. So I want you to invoke the Holy Spirit in your life. Because if you do that, then this, what these 120 did, on what they did, they restructured the whole world. Because of faith. And because they had the Holy Spirit descend upon them and give them dunamis, give them power to walk like Christ walked. Do you know that it says that even Peter Shiloh healed people because he had the Holy Spirit? That these disciples had the Holy Spirit? That they was raising the dead? They were, the lame were walking? That Nothing stopped when Jesus went to heaven. Nothing stopped. Nothing changed. God is still in control. Now let's go here on. Let's go to, let, let's go to uh, verse 5. And it says, Now there were, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation. They said every nation. Under heaven. When they heard the sounds, a crowd came together in bewilderment. They was amazed. What, what is going on here? They don't even understand. Because each one heard them speak in his own language. See, God assembled all these people who lived in different parts of the world. But they came because they were Jews. They came to celebrate. Pentecost and they were there on this day understand God always knows what he's doing even when you think that he don't know what he's doing Pentecost this day was meant to occur it was meant for them to hear these people begin to speak their language when they were speaking they weren't speaking gibberish they were speaking in other people's languages, and they were praising God. Now, they were standing in Jerusalem. I'm go back to verse 5. Now, there, now there were standing in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speak in his own language. Utterly amazed. They asked, Are not all these men who are speaking from Galilee? See, they was mystified because these 120, they can identify where they was from. They knew that they hadn't been where they had been at. They couldn't understand what's, what's going on. Then how is it that each 
of us hear them in his own native language. They was from everywhere. And they just couldn't understand how could these people say the things that they say. That's like if I was uh, say in 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 Germany and I began to praise God in German language and I've never don't know one word in German or if I was in Japan and I started speaking to people about God in Japanese and I don't know this language and people know hey Danny ain't from here how does he able to speak this and how is he able to do this because God is showing the world what he can do with people who believe. People that trust him. I want you to understand this. All God needs is one person to believe in him and to trust him and to follow him. And these 120, they would just, just understand. They didn't know that that day that the Holy Spirit was going to come on them. They were just doing what they naturally do. And you know what they were naturally doing? They were praising God. So that meant that, guess what? If me and you decide right now not to think about our problems, but we begin to glorify and magnify God, maybe we can affect change in the world. Maybe we can change some people's hearts. Maybe we can change some people's minds. Do you hear me? Maybe we can do some of these things that the that they did. And so I'm gonna skip on down because of time. We're gonna go to verse 12. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them. Some, however, made fun of them. And said, they had too much wine. See, but sometimes when people don't understand what's going on out of ignorance and fear, they'll try to say, oh, oh, they drunk, in other words, because it's just, it's just too much for them. And they don't understand that God is doing something. Because guess what? I'm going to show you how powerful this day was. Because as we continue to read, we're going to see what happens on the day of Pentecost. Now check this out. Peter, it says this. Then Peter stood up with, check this out, with the eleven and raised his voice and addressed the crowd. He said, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. He said, it's only nine in the morning. <laughs> no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. See, now this is what Peter is getting ready to do. He's getting ready to preach and teach. And when the word goes forth, it's going to do something. Understand this. When the word go forth, it's going to do something. And I, I want you to understand that God 
always has a plan. He assembled all these people from all these different places in one place because he's getting ready. Guess what he's getting ready to do? He's getting ready to explode because guess what? What these people are going to hear, they're going to go back to all those nations where they came from. See how the gospel started getting spread around the world? Do you see what I'm saying? That this 120 where the Holy Spirit fell on them, and now Peter's addressing the crowd. But what's eventually going to happen is that all these people from all these other places, they are going to go back home and talk about this day. Because let me tell you something. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and our testimonies. Let's go back and let's look at this. In verse 15. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last day, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesize. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesize. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood, fires, and billows of smoke. The sun will turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This moment, this is the moment I want you to see that he says in verse 20, the sun would turn to darkness and the moon to blood and before the coming of the great and glorious day, the Lord. In verse 21, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There's no other name that man can be saved by, but by the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other name given. And so, what Peter is doing, he spends to glorify Christ on the earth. And if, if you notice what he said, he said what God is getting ready to do. That whatever is happening in heaven is getting ready to happen on earth. So you should be excited. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God loves you with an everlasting love. He will never leave you nor forsake you and leave you utterly confused about his plans for your life. And then he goes on to say this. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. As yourself know, this man was handed over to you by God, set purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. Oh, see what he's saying? When he talks about Jesus of Nazareth, he says all these great things that he has done. But wicked men, you know, you turned them over to wicked men. But he said, 
foreknowledge. He said God knew that this was going to, he said, you know, that God ain't surprised what's going to happen to Christ because guess what? It was God's will for Christ to go to the cross for me and you so that we can say, Abba, Father, today, that we can't believe in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to look at that again. Man of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. As yourself know, this man was handed over to you by God, set purpose and foreknowledge, and you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Did you say it was impossible for death to keep his hands on Jesus? Because he's God. Because he's God, he couldn't be held down. And so this is, and I'm just, I just want you to see this. And then verse 25, David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I would not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. My tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope because of you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path to life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. See, David has such a relationship with the Father that he got a glimpse of Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. Do you know when God loves you, when God said, you know, he's going to keep you ignorant, God will show you things. He would tell you things. This is why we got to uh, want to receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is here to help us. He's not here, you know, he's here not to talk about himself. Scripture says he's here, you know, to only do the things that he's supposed to do about God. He's a perfect gentleman. I want you to get to know him. I want you to walk around with dunamis inside of you today. I want you to feel that mighty wind, that violent wind. I want you to know that you have power today. That you have power to affect change in your life. Power to affect change in your friend's life, your family life. You have the power ability to move mountains. And then he goes on to say this in verse 29. Brother, I can tell you comfortably that the partition of David died and was buried. And in his tomb is here to, th to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him an oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. He said that God gave David a glimpse of Christ before he even came. That's powerful, isn't it? 
Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you. He would never leave you. No, he'd never forsake you in your heart time of need. Call on his name. Trust and believe him. Then he says this in verse 32. God has raised this Jesus to life. And we are witnesses of this fact. Exalted to the right hand of God. He received from the Father the promise, the Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. See, he's letting the whole world know, hey, Jesus was the Messiah. He was the anointed one. He was the one that was written about who was supposed to come and save the world. And let me tell you something. It's true. It's true. He saved the whole world. He saved me and you. He saved me and you. He saved me and you. I want you to know that. Then check this out. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Repent. Baptize every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's go back. He said, see, you're talking about, they asked, what do we have to do to, to, to get this? He says, repent. You understand? Jesus died for man. He took all the sins and put it on himself so that we wouldn't be held hostage by sin. And so he says this, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off for all whom the Lord our God will call. See, understand it. It's, 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 it's Jesus' choice. It's God's choice. Who receives this, in other words? But it's for you. It's for your children. It's for all who God calls. That the Holy Spirit is not something that anyone can monopolize. This is why you see in the upper room it says that they all saw tongues and it separated and fell on all of them. In other words, because it, it's not about one person. It was about the family. And whatever was on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in. Trust in. Just trust in Jesus. Then he goes on to say this. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them. Save yourself for this corrupt generations and those who accept his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their numbers that day. See what I'm saying? Because Peter preached the gospel. It says that that day 
3,000. And that meant they all got baptized. Let them know all of them received the Holy Spirit. And so now all these people are going to go back. And they're going to start talking about Jesus. What he did. And to repent in Jesus' name. And be in acts of repentance for the forgiveness of their sins. And be baptized. That's what Jesus did. He saved us from ourselves. And you can, and, and you can praise him for that. Then in verse 42 it says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And fellowship to the breaking of bread. And to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. And many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he needed. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added numbers daily, those who were being saved. Let me tell you something. God loves you. He sent his only begotten son. It says that God was saving people daily. They were all on one accord. They were sharing what they had. They were eating together. They were believing together. They were in unity. One of the biggest things the enemy tried to do to the church is to keep us not in unity. He wants us to be at odds with one another because he knows if we get together and come together that we are mighty and powerful. But I want to close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, Father, for the mighty wind. I thank you, Father, that you are blessing your people, that you are doing wonderful things for them this season, Father. I pray you just continue to bless your people, Father. I thank you, Father, for the people who will listen to this word and that they remember that on March the 19th, we will have a universal day of prayer. And we're going to believe that God is going to do some great and powerful things. Father, I love you, Father, and I praise you, Father. I just thank you, Father, for the day and actually bless your people, Father. I want to tell you I love you. Remember, you're not alone. Whatever's in your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And I will be talking to you. And I hope that you really enjoyed the message. And I love you. And I want to say bye.